welcome to your monthly special bonus edition of Strong Words with Ian Strong. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and thank you so much for joining me for another one of my Shot Glass Diaries, where I take one of the many shot glasses that I've used to commemorate one of the many trips that I've taken in my life. I pull it out of one of my few cabinets, and I tell the story of that trip. And today is going to be just a little bit different than what my normal Shot Glass Diaries are, because I've been to this city many times for many reasons, but I'm going to talk about a specific period of time in which I spent in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, back in 2013 when I was sent out there to work for a couple of months, and during that time I went to a Tenacious D concert, I went to a Braves and Pirates game, I went to a bunch of great restaurants where I'll tell you about some of my favorite places to eat in those restaurants, and much more in this edition of... Shut Diaries. So this particular episode of Shot Glass Diaries, even though I've been to the city of Pittsburgh many, many times for various reasons, be it to see a wrestling show, to be on a wrestling show, to see ball games, to see concerts, it's only a three and a half hour drive from where I live. I figured that for this Shot Glass Diary, I would talk about one specific segment of time in which I spent in Pittsburgh. And for this Shot Glass Diary, we are traveling back to the winter and spring of 2013, in which I was actually working in Pittsburgh for my regular job, which is to install telecommunications and fiber optic network wiring for commercial use. So the beginning of 2013, literally the day after New Year's, I was sent along with a group of guys to work on a project that had already been in progress out in Washington, Pennsylvania, which is just right outside the city of Pittsburgh. And what we were doing is we were recabling the entire Air National Guard base outside of the Pittsburgh airport to upgrade their wiring infrastructure and their fiber optic network infrastructure. I'd spend five days a week out there. We'd leave the day before we would actually go to work, work four 10-plus hour days, and then drive home after that. And unlike usual, when I would work out of town, we'd be set up in a hotel. Since this was a long-term project, our boss had actually rented us out a townhouse for us to stay in. Now, he had hooked us up with some air mattresses, but after one week of that, I said enough of that, and I just took one of the mattresses from my spare room up there. And it was almost as if like I was reliving the off-campus college lifestyle, which it was basically my bedroom was just a mattress that was sitting on a floor and whatever I brought up with me that week. And I didn't necessarily dislike that over a hotel room because we had a working kitchen and refrigerator and things like that. I didn't have to waste as much of my per diem on things that I needed like food. I could actually bring stuff up with me to store and prepare in our townhouse. Now at the time, this isn't the case anymore. Friend of the show and my best friend in the whole world, Captain Awesome Dan Freet, actually worked at the same company that I worked. And we were both on this project amongst the other people. We didn't stay in the same townhouse. He had actually been in another one right down the street from where we were with another guy that works with us. But I was really looking forward to the opportunity to spend this amount of time out of town with my best friend because it made working out of town better. But a week or so before we left for Pittsburgh that particular week, it was actually Christmas Day. I remember I saw online that one of our favorite bands, Tenacious D, was actually going to be playing a show in Pittsburgh while we were working in Pittsburgh. And at the time, I didn't even know that Tenacious D had done tours at this point. They certainly don't do very many. And this was definitely the first opportunity that I can remember of being able to go see them perform live. And I remember calling Dan on Christmas Day saying, yo, buddy, guess what I just found out? 
Tenacious D is going to be performing in Pittsburgh while we're working in Pittsburgh. Like, we're not going to have to make a special trip. The concert was on, like, a Wednesday night. And because we were working either Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday, depending on what week it was, we were going to be able to go to this show without having to do extensive traveling to go see them. Because living in central Pennsylvania, our best bet to go see live shows is the major cities in Pittsburgh, which is about three and a half hours away, Philly, which is about an hour and a half to two hours away, Baltimore, which is about equidistant to Philly, or Washington, D.C., which is about another half an hour after that. So whenever a group of us would travel up to Pittsburgh to work for the week, we had this general rule. It's a total dad rule in which whoever's driving gets to decide what we're listening to on the way to Pittsburgh or on our way back from Pittsburgh. I'm sure most of you know what I'm talking about when I say that's a total dad rule. Well, the week that we were going to be going to the Tenacious D show, it was my turn to drive us up there. And I figured to get us ready for the concert on Wednesday, we would listen to Tenacious D. We listened to it the entire three and a half hour drive. Now, I don't think at the time Tenacious D even had enough material to cover a three and a half hour drive. So we may have listened to things that are in the same genre or temperament as Tenacious D, you know, something like The Lonely Island or Adam Sandler or something like that comedic music. And most of us were having a good time, except for one guy. <laughs> one guy who was riding with us, who rode with us every week, he pretty much hated every single time he didn't get a chance to drive. Now, I'm not dissing his taste in music, but he's like a easy listening Dave Matthews band, 311 reggae type of guy. And depending on who was driving, on most times, it would be either hip hop, rap, rock, or metal. I was usually the metal guy or the, or the rock guy. But this particular week, we listened to Tenacious D and other comedy music the whole way up there, and he just hated life. Uh, we still talk about it to this day. It's still pretty funny to bring up. He won't even entertain listening to a Tenacious D song after that trip. So we're working through the week. Three out of the five of us who are working in Pittsburgh decide we were going to go to this concert. The concert was at Stage AE in downtown Pittsburgh, which is used to house a lot of different musical and comedy acts. It's your basic, like, small arena stage, amphitheater type place. And we were really excited to go see him. I, I remember I brought this specific shirt, which any of you who know me personally know I used to wear this shirt all the time, you know, back 10, 15 years ago. It doesn't quite fit me nowadays, but it's a 100% polyester shirt that's black and green. And just, it's basically like a plaid shirt, but instead of the plaid design, it's just a bunch of marijuana leaves. <laughs> I figured that would be appropriate to wear to the Tenacious D show because they are the some of the heroes of the stoner community. And if you listen to this show regularly, and I hope you do, I'm sure you've heard me and Dan talk about the experience of going to see Tenacious D live in concert. We covered it in our Awesomely Strong episodes. We, all, we covered it when we watched the Tenacious D movie, the watch along with Awesomely Strong, which if you haven't checked that out, that's quite a entertaining ride, and I highly suggest you do it. Even if you're not a fan of the movie, just listening to us talk about why we love Tenacious D, and experiences we've had either going to see them or playing their music on stage ourselves. It's super entertaining, at least to me it is. So we get to the show, and it was a really cool show to where it was very, I want to say like retrograde. To It wasn't a big production. It was literally just Jack and Kyle, acoustic guitars, on stage, no fanfare, no backup, just the two guys. I mean, there was another guy on stage with them who actually ended up being kind of their opening act. We assume it was the infamous Lee, if you're familiar with the Tenacious D universe of characters, if you want to call it that. But he was dressed up as Sasquatch. 
he did this cool drum thing and he played a bunch of instruments and he really got the crowd hyped up. And then there were a couple of moments in which he would come join Jack and Kyle on stage. For example, when they would play the song Senorita, he would assist with the clapping part in the background on stage. So with the exception of Sasquatch slash allegedly Lee, allegedly joining them on stage, it was very stripped down and true to what brought them to the dance. And I, and I really enjoyed that. Now, we've since seen Tenacious D in Pittsburgh at that same venue since, and it was full regalia with a full band. And it was interesting to see the difference in between the two shows because there are some songs that Tenacious D plays that you really just can't do justice without a backing band in the background or drums or bass or an electric guitar, things like that. But I really enjoyed this this first performance from Tenacious D, especially under the pretense that I thought it would be the only chance I'd ever get to see them live. They played all of their classic tunes. I mean, at the time, they only had their self-titled debut album, the soundtrack from the movie, and their third album, Rise of the Phoenix. They only had that amount of material in which to play. And they did it all acoustically, and I genuinely loved it. I had a great time. I know Dan had a great time. The other guy that went with us had a great time. It was one of the few times that we actually broke out and, and did something in Pittsburgh while we were working out there besides the go to work, come back, watch TV, repeat. But switching gears a little bit, one of the other things that I will always remember about this span of time in which I spent in Pittsburgh was one of the guys that I worked with introduced me to a new way to saute your mushrooms and onions for your steak in a way that I call Catalano style that I still do with every steak that I grill to this day. Because when we were up there, we had this thing called Steak Wednesdays, and that's when we would eat steak on Wednesday. <laughs> Blew your mind, didn't I? I can't even. I still can't think of why we called it that. But what he would do is he would take some aluminum foil, he would take half an onion and make about five or six slices in it, and then wedge a piece of, of butter. He'd cut it from a stick, and he'd wedge it in between those slices. He would cover it up with mushrooms, and then he would take beef bouillon seasoning. Back then, you can only get it in cubes, but now you can get it as just a seasoning. And he would douse the whole thing in it, close up the aluminum foil, and throw it on the grill for about 10 to 15 minutes before you add your steak. That way, the butter melts, the seasonings mix, it cooks up the vegetables a little bit. You don't want to leave them on there too long, and you don't want to put too much butter in it because they end up getting a little soggy. And I still like to have a little bit of crispness, a little crunch in those vegetables whenever I smother my steak. But if you ever get a chance to try Catalano-style smothered steak, you heard it here first here on Strong Words with Dean Strong. If you're ever looking for some good places to eat in Pittsburgh, I highly recommend actually a few places. There's Jerome Bettis's 36 Grill, which is right across the street from Stage A.E., Jerome Bettis is one of the legendary players from the Pittsburgh Steelers, opened up a restaurant right across the street in downtown Pittsburgh. One of the things on the menu that I particularly remember being delicious and tasty was the fried deviled egg, which I'm sure hearing that probably sounds disgusting, but trust me, if you're ever at 36 Grill, try the fried deviled eggs. You will not be sorry. There's other another great steakhouse in Pittsburgh that's owned by football Hall of Famer and announcer Mike Ditka, just called Ditka's. If you're ever in Pittsburgh, I highly suggest Ditka's. I think there's another couple of places in the country, maybe Chicago and L.A., that you can go find at Ditka's. Very good steak. Highly recommend. Another place that we went to several times that I'm happy to see have branched out outside of Pittsburgh to where there's three within about 20 minutes of my hometown now is a sandwich place called Primani Brothers. Primani Brothers has delicious sandwiches. 
they're not even a sponsor. They're not paying for me to tell you this. I'm just saying, if you're ever in Pittsburgh or you're in the Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania area, and you're looking for a great place to get a sandwich or a spiked shake, or they even have pizza and wings, Primanti Brothers is a place to go. I'm very partial to the Pittsburgher, which is like a seasoned beef sandwich. They uh, they also do it Pittsburgh style, which if you're unaware with Pittsburgh style, means that they put French fries and coleslaw in the sandwich. May sound gross, but it is tasty. And this is back before I quit drinking, so I'm sure you can imagine I had plenty of great times at Primanti Brothers. Another thing I arranged for us to do in order to break up the monotony of just going to work and going back to our respective rooms at the end of the night was I organized a trip for a bunch of us to go see a Braves and Pirates game at PNC Park while we were working in Pittsburgh. I waited till the Braves were in town so that I can cross it off the list of stadiums that I've seen the Braves play in. And even though it's in downtown Pittsburgh, you really don't get that feeling that you're in a big city stadium whenever you're whenever you're in there. It's a very intimate setting. I got us some really cheap tickets and by cheap, I mean we only spent about 20 bucks a piece on like the third or fourth row behind the Braves dugout because back then it had been about 20 years since the Pirates even had a winning season. So not a lot of people were paying good money to go see the Pirates and you can get really good seats for really cheap. And these were off of like StubHub, so like I was even probably paying higher than face value. So when we got to the stadium, I remember seeing Andrew McCutcheon legendary Pirates player signing autographs in the uh, section right in front of where we were sitting. I remember getting myself some delicious nachos and got it in a souvenir helmet, which I regret not keeping to this day because now I have about five or six different helmets from different cities and different stadiums that I've eaten nachos out of right next to a whole bunch of ones that I've eaten ice cream or french fries out of. That actually explains a lot now that I'm looking at this shelf full of ice cream helmets and nacho helmets and (laughs) french fry helmets. But anyway... The game itself was really cool and really fun. I remember the Braves ended up winning that game, and this was at a time in which the Braves had both BJ and Justin Upton, the Upton brothers, playing for the team, and both guys ended up hitting a home run in this game, which is something I can pretty surely say I've never seen before, seeing two brothers in the same team hitting a home run in the same game. And as far as the shot glass goes that I picked up on this particular moment of time in which I spent in Pittsburgh, I just waited till we got to one of the turnpike stops on the way home, and I picked up just your generic Pittsburgh evening skyline with the riverboat and the bridges, and it, it is a river city. So I like the color of it. I like the artwork of it. It's very, very cool, very colorful, and a pretty nice reminder that not every time I had to work out of town was a bad one. So that'll do it for another edition of Shot Glass Diaries here on Strong Words with Ian Strong. If you'd like to see pictures from this trip or of the shot glass itself, you can do so by going to any one of my social media pages, be it Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just look up at Ian Strong Words. You'll be able to find the information on that, as well as other information on future episodes and more. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, you can do so by emailing strongwordspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to do one of those things like like, follow, subscribe, leave comments, rating, stars, all that stuff, I genuinely appreciate you taking the time to do so because it genuinely helps out the show. And if you'd like to do something else to try to support the show, you can do so by doing all of your regular Amazon shopping through my affiliate link at the website strongwords.buzzsprout.com. Just go to strongwords.buzzsprout.com, click on the link in the podcast description. It'll take you right to Amazon or even open the app on your smartphone. Just do all of your regular shopping and qualifying purchases will get me a kickback, which I can use to cover production costs here on the show. It's of no additional cost to you and it helps me out in the process. It's a win-win for both of us. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. So that wraps it up for another edition of the show. Come back next week as I have another great guest with another great interview lined up for you. I'm going to be talking to Shane from Swole TV on Twitch. We're going to find out how he gets and stays so swole. Then we're going to be talking about video games, live streaming, connecting with his audience while he plays a video game. 
and so much more. So don't forget to join me one week from today, October 26, 2020. Shane from Swole TV is going to be sitting down with me here on the show. But in the meantime, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Throwing a little bonus in there. Don't forget today is your last day to register to vote for the election. Just go to vote.org and register to vote so that you can vote on the election day, November 3rd. Then after that, take a little bit of time to make sure you're doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Ian Strong. Strong words!